calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. Hey, guys. It's Kat. And on this episode, we have a really fun, exciting guest to bring you guys to help us celebrate the spooky season that is October and Halloween. We have Stephanie Strange. You know her from BuzzFeed. She also does some content for Travel Channel, and she has a great TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and all kind of awesome stuff. You can find her on TikTok and Instagram. It's Stephanie. That's S-T-E-F-F-A-N-Y underscore Strange. And then you can find her on YouTube. Same username, just without the underscore. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Yeah, your content frequently comes across uh, my For You page on TikTok, seeing as I guess just from booking ghost content, the stuff I like, TikTok likes to push uh, awesome creators my way. So we're super excited to get you on the podcast. How has October been for you? Do you get really in the Halloween spirit? Normally I do. So like last year I had like the hellish horse, I had like animatronics and everything. I go out like my house is literally decked out, but this year I'm moving into California. So I just have like some skeletons and like pumpkins up front, nothing too crazy, but normally I'd have like, I literally spend like $300 or more. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> I have an addiction of buying Halloween decorations. I love, awesome. I love Halloween decorations the most, but I'm like too lazy to go get uh, yeah. any of them. Well, we both are. We like we to admire people's <laughs> Halloween decorations, but <laughs> JJ, but you just know. keep all your skeletons in the closet, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So yeah. funny. Noah, that was so funny. Oh my God. He's good. I love He's that. Good. <laughs> really funny comedians. Um, <laughs> I just like like creepy or just eclectic looking art and trinkets that are year round too. But it's nice when they all come out um, at Halloween. Yes. <laughs> and then like behind me here, like I, I have a 3D printer. So I made these little like cool little like Victorian-esque frames. And I yeah. went to like Michael's and I bought these like see-through. It's actually like white paper behind it. It's like see-through x-ray, like fake Halloween yeah, x-ray really things. Cool. And mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, see... 3D printer, you can make all kinds of cool stuff. That's so, so smart. Awesome. Those look yeah, amazing. Those look awesome. 
Okay, so on this podcast, we, uh, you know, we love collecting all these stories. We've talked to friends and their friends and, you know, they'll bring their parents on or we'll find people on social media. And cause really like, we're all pretty much skeptics here. Yeah. We're at different ranges of it. JJ, probably the most skeptic. Noah and me go back and forth with like what we believe in and what scale that is. Um, but yeah, so so we're just kind of collecting these stories to see like what the deal is. And and it's been amazing. We've we've heard so many stories, a lot of them that are very similar, a lot of people with very similar gifts. And uh yeah, we're so excited to hear where you fall uh kind of in the ghost world. So what we yeah. like to start off with is our like believe a meter. Um yes. you sounded and- so confident when you said that believe a meter. A tongue twister. We're, um, we're, we're tens in believing in ourselves. <laughs> um, so yeah, ten is like you believe in ghosts, you know, so much that you might interact with them uh, frequently. Uh, zero, yeah. you definitely don't think there's a ghost. So where do you fall on that? Okay, this is an interesting story. So I actually used to be like a non-believer skeptic, um, but now I'm a ten. So I've, yeah. I've gone through a big journey. I spent most of my 20s unlearning all of the skeptism. So now I'm 30. I'm going to be 31 this month. So I went through all of that <laughs> shebang. Uh, but yeah, I would say I'm now like probably at a 10. Like, you know, um, maybe like not the stuff that I see online. Like, you know, I, I know I post a lot of things like, oh, is this a ghost or whatever? Like, I'm probably skeptical on some of those, right? But I think it, when it comes to like ghosts, I, pro- I am a 10. Like, I believe in. 10 out of 10. And was there like a major event that took you from being, you know, pretty skeptical to a 10? Oh, yeah. Um, So I was 20. Okay, so when I moved to Denver, I was, I think, 18 or 19. It was like the end of the year. So I'm always messing this up. And my birthday is at the end of the year. So I want to say I was like 19 when I moved out here to Denver. And at the time, I was a skeptical person, non-believer. And then a year later, uh, I had a friend from the same town, small town in Minnesota, move out to uh, Lakewood, Colorado, which is not far from Denver. It's like one of the suburbs. And um, she moved out here to get away from Minnesota. We actually had a friend that passed away in high school due to a plane crash. And um, so she reached out to me on Facebook. She goes, oh my God, Stephanie, you live out here. Like, I really want to touch base with you. And let's just like have like coffee and reminisce of our deceased friend. I'm like, sure, let's do that. And keep in mind I didn't really know this person very well like that this high school friend of mine it's just like through like having mutual friends like I think I would see them at like parties if that you know but not really like I have her on MySpace, like back then when MySpace was popular. Um, (laughs) Yes, you know, she was not like my top eight or anything. (laughs) She was not my top eight. But, but, um, you know, we had a lot of mutuals. And so, you know, we happened to add each other on Facebook after my friend passed away. And so anyway, like I met up with her and we decided to uh, meet up at her house and then drive to like a nearby coffee shop and maybe get some lunch. And um, when I got to her house, her mom like was being really like weird and like hovering around us. So before I even get into this, her mom and her mom's partner are both psychic mediums. So that's why they were hovering around me. So they're just kind of like, do you have a brother? I'm like, I have no brother in Colorado. So I just have sisters. <laughs> um, you might be confusing me for someone else. I don't know. Right. So I dismissed it as that. And she's like, no, that's not it. And she like walked away. And I was like, okay, well, she's being weird. Let's go get coffee. <laughs> and so me and my friend went to get coffee. We came back 
And then like um, the lady was like, hey, you know, I actually like having a message for you, but I know that like, I'm not trying to weird you out. And then I'm just, I'm just going to come out and say it. Your mom had a miscarriage and that spirit um, is lingering around you. And I'm just like, okay, that's weird. My mom did have a miscarriage. In fact, she had two miscarriages and then she had her firstborn ever was, uh, he died at like, I think a couple of weeks, not, not too long. Yeah. So anyway, he died. Um, my mom was basic for context because it gets interesting. Um, for context, he passed away, um, when my mom fell asleep on a hammock, um, and they were sleeping together. And I guess he just passed away in his sleep because he had some underlining issues. I don't, I don't know. Um, keep in mind, my family's from El Salvador. So it's really hard, you know, for me to get a definite answer what was wrong with him. Right. So um, this was like probably 15 years before. No, this is like a long. Yeah. So my mom had my three, my oldest sister 10 years after that incident or something like that. Um, but anyway, so. Uh, she starts talking about the miscarriage and I'm just kind of like kind of weirded out, but I'm like, okay, what a weird coincidence, you know, like didn't believe in psychics. I was like, okay, I'm not going to feed her anything. I'm not going to nod. I'm just going to keep a straight face because they're always looking at body language and trying to like, Mm -hmm. you know, get you to say yes or no to continue on whatever. Right. But I found it interesting that she wasn't asking for money. She just wanted to give me that message. And so, um, she starts going on about that. And then I kind of just didn't really want to talk to her because again, did not care for that. But my mom calls me and I said, mom, you won't believe it, but this lady, cause I'm talking to her in Spanish. So they can't understand me. Right. <laughs> so uh-huh. I'm like, mom, like this weird lady is like telling me that you had a miscarriage and she's picking up on his spirit. My mom got emotional cause she believes in that stuff. So she's like, oh my God, can you please talk to them? Can they try to get a name? Can they like, can you please like, just like, I want to see what else they have to say. I was like, ah, fine. Cause she got really like, she was ready to cry basically. So I'm like, fine, yeah. you know? So I went back inside and um, I'm like, Hey, this is weird. But like my mom wants me to get a reading from you guys uh, regarding the spirit that you're seeing. So she starts picking up like how he passed away. They did pick up the hammock. They did pick up um, how like his name started with like a J-A. And I'm like, J-A? And I'm like, okay, again, probably Jose, it's common Latino last name. I don't know. So I was like, whatever. I didn't even know the name, honestly. So I was like, J-A, I don't know. And then later I find out that his name was Javier. So J-A-V-E-R. Yeah. Yeah. Again, how can I know? I I don't know this affirmation. How do they know? And there's no, like, again, this is like 2000 oh gosh, like 2011, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it's not like I'm going to just pop open all of the all of this, my smartphone and start doing a whole background check on me. Right. Um, so no, incredible. yeah, so then it gets even weirder. So then like on top of that, because it's both the ladies, like, you know, my friend's mom and her partner doing a double tag reading. So then uh, the other lady, Percy, I'll, I'll say her name, Percy, uh, she starts picking up on my mom's deceased brother. So she starts saying, oh, yeah, by the way, you have a deceased uh, uncle from your mom's side of the family. He was the youngest one. He died at 21 years old. He was um, in the army. He was a medic. They never found his body. And I'm just like, what is going on here? And I said, you have the wrong person because I know who passed away in my mom's side of the family. And the only person I know that passed away was my mom's uh, older brother, who was a twin. His twin brother passed away. She's like, no, that's not who I'm talking about. And I'm like, no, you got the wrong person. And we were both like, I'm fighting her. I'm like, no, no, no. And she's like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and so fast forward, 
after this whole reading is said and done, she said one final thing to me. She said, I want you to go back to Minnesota and find this picture of you. You're about three years old. You're wearing like this uh, off. It's not like white. It's like a very light yellow dress and you're by yourself. The carpet is brown. You're looking straight at the camera. And at the time we didn't have, I have all my baby pictures with me. I took them with me from Minnesota to Denver. And I was like, I don't have a picture um, like that, but whatever. And, uh, but she's like, no, that's, you have to look for this picture because that's where your brother is showing up in that image. So she believes that his spirit follows me around and lives like through my life basically. Cause he didn't have a life in this time frame. So I'm just like, whatever at this point. Right. But I was overwhelmed with all the information she gave me. So I call my mom back on my drive to my house. I tell her everything. She starts crying. And then she said, yeah, that's my younger brother, Ovidio, which I don't honestly like my Spanish. I mean, I would say that's my first language, but I don't know, like a I don't have like a catalog of like Spanish names. I would say like, I'm more <laughs> fluent in English now than Spanish because <laughs> um, I was born here. So uh, when she said that name, I'm like, what Ovidio? I was like, okay, I've never heard that name. Um, but she was basically saying that he was also in the army. He was in the medic and never found his body. And I'm like, mom, why didn't you ever tell me about this? And she's like, because it, it hurt me so bad. Um, that like, why would I like, why would I bring that up to you? Like, she's like, I just, that was so long ago. That's in a different lifetime. Like, I don't really want to bring that up. So I thought skeptical Stephanie's like, she's bullshitting me. She's playing a prank on me. Like she's, she's faking this. So I call my dad. So for context, my dad and my mom, like my dad married like the girl next door, basically in El Salvador. So I call mm -hmm. my dad. I'm like, dad, I want you to confirm this for me. Like, did my mom have a younger brother? And I gave the same description and goes yeah I was there that day like that was really hard for them they never found the body like he added the, and then he added again wow. and I seriously cannot make this shit up I can't make this shit up because like again as someone who was like atheist skeptical non-believer I was literally up for 24 hours trying to find logic I'm not joking I did not sleep that night because I was like okay like let's find the logic in this Mm -hmm. How did she know this? Like, I literally could not sleep. It shook my core. Um, and so, yeah, that's the journey of how I literally kind of started to believe in it. And then to add more to that, Percy, she became my mentor. She kind of does like shamanism, spiritual work. She's indigenous. And um, so, yeah, like, you know, she also has cancer. So I really kind of sparked this whole thing to go on TikTok and start telling stories and create a community where like people who were like me didn't have that at that time. So, yeah, yeah. that's, that's an amazing story. And what you said about that community really has struck true for us. That's something we keep hearing from fans that listen to the show or people who they, they had a gift or they shared like one thing on TikTok and it went viral and then they'll come on the podcast and start listening to stuff. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know all these other people existed. I don't feel abnormal, you know, I have a sense of community and I'm sure you have felt this too. It feels really special to help cater that content and create like a safe space for people to share those stories. Yes. I think like I'm the closest to 10 I've ever been when I hear, when I speak to mediums or when I, when I talk to people that can know so much about your family, things you don't even know. Like <laughs> at the very beginning of this podcast, that was my, I was coming on the episode to tell them my story mm -hmm. and I kind of fell into hosting with them later on, but uh, it was the same kind of thing. I, I 
moved to a place in Oregon that was the name of my late grandfather, which I just didn't connect. And then all these things connected with someone I worked with who was a medium. And suddenly like my dad found his whole side of his family that he never met because of like religious things that, yeah, uh, just this whole backstory, but all because of, even if, even if it was like, you know, did she really know this? Or did she really know this about my family? But it still got me to inquire, you know, dad was your grandma's name, this dad was this, you know, you know, all these connections that led to him ultimately finding like all his aunts and uncles and his cousins. And it's like, it's phenomenal. I mean, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to deny that. What do you think, JJ? Well, yeah, I don't know. That sounds great. I mean, like, yeah, if I if I were in your shoes, I don't know. I feel like I would be in the same boat as a fellow atheist, skeptic, non-believer, just like up all night, being like, how on earth did this like can this be explained? This your dry like, eraser board is just filled with ghost math. You're like, I don't oh, understand. Yeah. No, I would be like the Charlie meme from It's Always Sunny, where it's like, <laughs> like the billboard. And, yeah. Well, JJ, you kind of had that experience, you know, to a lesser degree on here with, um, gosh, I can't even remember which medium it was we had on talking about your grandfather. That was uh, no, that was bullshit. (laughs) Like, sorry, I so I'm originally from Kansas, and this medium guessed that I had a grandfather with an M name, and like, or that I had some relative with. I don't know. Asking a lot of leading questions. But she knew that he had um, some stuff with alcohol and like some behavioral stuff. And the little white dog. Yeah. Okay. Just most. She she knew that like there was a complicated. We got him, cat. Which like he's a ten. He's he's, clearly a ten now. But anyway, I don't know. I'm just like, like most. Most like farmers of that generation are not like the most warm, lovey-dovey guys. So I'm like, okay. But anyways, I I just want to ask like, as when you were going through that experience, I mean, how much did that kind of like shake your worldview and how how much did you kind of like adapt and change perspectives on on other areas where you're kind of been skeptical or like looking at ration and empirical Mm -hmm. evidence? Yeah. Um, well, and, and to add to context, like I literally was that person that like followed skeptic blogs and mm-hmm. I had books on like famous, like people who would debate like mediums and stuff like that. Like I literally was going the whole shebang. I'd even go to like talks. Um, I forgot his name already, but I even went to like the university of Boulder to hear one of those guys talk. And yeah. like, I was like, I literally was that skeptic, like hardcore, love to debate people, uh, very like opinionated and outspoken about it. And so when this whole thing happened and my ex-boyfriend was also like equally the same as me so needless to say we did break up about a year and a half after my journey my spiritual journey into that so what happened is after that incident because she invited me back she said hey you know I I know that this is a lot for you right now so I'm gonna stop um and it's very I felt tired too like she's like there's a lot of energy we used in this room so you're feeling really drained right now this is not just you overwhelmed and I was like okay whatever so I went home processed everything and uh you know I think from that point on it I took a step back and realized that at the end of the day there's a difference between like facts and truths right like that's my lived experience that is my truth and so I'm gonna think about it and come back and I'm like I'm not gonna say I'm open-minded all of a sudden because that's after that incident even though it was a very powerful experience um 
technically I should have been like, okay, I'm open-minded now. No, I, I took a step back and like, was just trying to fight it. So it took me like many months, um, like maybe three, not many months, but like two to three months. And I called her back and cause she wanted to mentor me. She said I was a psychic medium myself and I was an empath and all of these things. And like the life path that I was on was actually my ex-boyfriends. And it's true. I felt like I adopted, and it's natural, right? Even like, aside from that, like when you're in a relationship, you adopt so much from each other. So, um, so anyway, I was like, okay, well, I need to think about that. So I think from that point, that year, I, I considered myself more like agnostic, somewhere in the middle, just trying to like, you know, I'm still going to be skeptical, but I'm going to be open-minded and respectful now because like now I'm being told that I'm cuckoo bananas with my experience. Like my ex-boyfriend was like, oh, that's a weird coincidence. After everything I told him, he was still skeptical. He's like, ah, what a coincidence. She just got lucky. I was like, that's a shit for a skeptic. Sometimes skeptics have really shitty like answers. I'm sorry. They do. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. as bad, also, like- it seems like such a cop-out to be like, oh, they just got lucky when they were both coming at you. Like, I'm so sorry to make you feel uncomfortable, but I need to tell you the- all of these things that I, that are said. Yes. Um, and so, um, so basically what I did, so I took it a step, I think about halfway in, I decided to actually pay someone to do a reading for me. And that was actually pretty decent. She picked up how my deceased friend that died in a plane crash, like she was the first, I was literally bawling my eyes out. Um, Cause she got really like details of her favorite pattern, her hair, she was really into her hair. Cause she had like cut it into like this faux hawk before she passed away and um, all these cool things. And it just, at the time I was grieving her, it, that my friend passed, you know, way took a toll on my mental health. Like I was obsessed with listening to her voicemail, like every five seconds of the day, visiting her pictures. Some people were like, this is not healthy. I'm like, I can't help it though. So anyway, I saw that medium. I was like, you know what? Now this is two mediums that in a way, even though I still say that Percy was her and her partner were, they were legit. This meeting was okay. Right. She still got pretty good stuff. Um, but I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to start what, okay. So I'm going to follow what Percy said and I'm going to start diving into the spiritual journey. So I went on meetup.com. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of meetup.com. Meetup.com. I I can't even talk meetup. Um, So anyway, I joined that and I actually found a psychic development group here in Denver. So I was like, this is going to be so freaking hilarious. Let me, let me just dive into this because I'm now curious to see the process of becoming a psychic medium. Like people you know, you see like the Long Island medium and all these people, right? And I consider it like, no, I'm Harry Potter. And I, even now as a psychic medium, like I'm Harry Potter. I'm not freaking like this amazing wizard right now. Like I'll maybe get there one day, but I'm a student of life. And I, I, I mean, when I filmed a pipe, I filmed a pilot for a network. I can't say what it is right now, but I told him that I'm like, if you guys are going to capture my essence of a psychic medium, I'm Harry Potter. I'm not Long Island medium. Does it rhyme with um, travel channel? No, 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 it's not surprisingly no, but uh, it's gonna be interesting when it comes out because I do stuff for the travel. Um, Does it rhyme with the Misney mantle? Just kidding. That was I'll the top. <laughs> it's, it's clearly ESPN. <laughs> we're, just jo- we're just joking. We don't want you. No worries. No, you're worried. I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's probably, it's a popular network. Like it's a big popular network. So I was 
yeah, star struck with that one. But anyway, I, I told him that and I, I feel like my mentor, I have a couple of mentors. Percy, she has cancer, so she took a step back, but I still consider her one of my mentors up until, you know, as a recent. And then I have another mentor and he married me and my husband. Um, he's a spiritual minister and he's the one that conducts these psychic uh, development classes. He's hmm. 60 years old and I love his philosophy. He's like, I'm 60 and I'm not going to tell you that like, I know everything in the spiritual community because there's so many cultures, different parts of the world, different practices. And people get so caught up with like the little like details of that stuff. Like, why is it a purple candle versus green candle as you're burning this envelope? He's like, you guys are like, that's your, that's your process. My process is one step into the spiritual realm, one step in the physical realm. And I think that really helped me um, become more open-minded because we all have this concept, like misconception of psychic mediums, like, and even seances, like Victorian-esque spiritual movement. And uh, that's not really the reality of things. And Hollywood has also painted a bad picture on the community. And so when I took these classes, uh, you know, I saw some really cool stuff, the stuff that like, you know, we're practicing it on each other. There's people who are insecure about their gifts and they come out and they're really accurate about things that like they didn't even know about. And I remember during that time, I, I thought that was so cool. It's like, how did I know this about this person? Like, it's crazy. Like, uh, I would even surprise myself and I'm giving the message. And I thought that was, this is a great vulnerable space. I wish this, this, this space was like shown in mainstream media. Cause it's not just like, I wake up one day and I know everything now I know how, like, it's just not how it works. And there's a right. lot of things with like, again, belief systems, like cultural, um, karma, you know, all those type of things that go into it too, with psychic medium. So everyone does it differently too. So are you a practitioner of like the spirit? Because that's something we hear a lot on this podcast when mediums and psychics come on is that there is this entity or voice that is coming to them and giving them this information or are things just kind of coming to you in rapid flashes and you're seeing pictures in your mind or is it like a combination of both or how, how does your process work? Yeah. So I would say, so I have been told I'm an empath and I can definitely resonate. I'm an empath. Um, but basically my, so I'm very clear. Um, I'm clairvoyant, which is visuals and I'm clairsentient, which is just knowing random shit out of nowhere. And I, I okay. So here's, here's how it works. So I was at, uh, again, I don't live in, in California. I'm not like, I'm familiar with like North Hollywood, because that's where most of my family lives. But recently, my cousin moved to uh, Santa Clarita, and she lives on the outskirts of Santa Clarita. And then I was like, I'm just going to drive to Starbucks. And something told me like, no, like my spirit guide, because that's what it is to like, sometimes they'll talk to me, but I tend to just not see them as a different entity. I just think of it as like, my inner voice, like part of me, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um and so basically like something told me to like follow their direction. So I didn't have my phone and I ended up to like a Starbucks and a Target. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm glad I ended up here because now I can go buy things. And that happens all the time. Like people always ask me where stuff is. Like I remember uh, my friend's apartment, they had a library, like a, like a residency library in the basement in like the dark though. Like you have to like, so they're on the third floor and I decided to go to the basement Cause something told me like, oh, you should go to the basement. Like there's an office there. They can go hang out. And I was like, okay, that's weird. So I went and, but also I was being nosy too, right? I'll, I'll give it that. So I went down there and it was dark. Like the hallway was dark. I'm like, what is this creepy ass basement? Why am I down here? And then like, but I see a faint light. And as I continue walking through it, there was a library, like a really cool library with like tables, beanbag chairs. And I've never been there. So like, I don't know how the hell I would know that. 
but that's how like clairsent in my mind like clairsentience works like I just know random things sometimes mm-hmm. uh whenever I need it and then it happens um and I think the misconception too is that you know all everyone has the same talents and gifts and that's not it's like a muscle you have to work and exercise that muscle which yeah. is why like we have those circle readings where people want to practice on each other because it is a muscle if you don't if you don't use it all the time you'll probably not be accurate yeah. and yeah so one thing i'm curious about is how did you go from you know kind of the spiritual awakening spiritual journey that you've unlaid for us to creating content for yourself for buzzfeed working with a travel channel how how did you kind of figure out hey, this is a space of media that I can present what I'm interested in to the masses and people kind of flock to you for that? Yeah, that's a good question. So I hit like, okay, so as I mentioned, we're 31, but I feel like I hit my midlife crisis when I was like 27, like, well, not midlife, but you know, yeah, like you're in your late 20s, early 30s. Like, what? And I hate to tell you, (laughs) the sevens, it always happens because you're close to the next rollover. It's like watching the pedometer go over, like happen at 27. It's because, at least for me, I shouldn't speak for everybody, but you start thinking about all the time that's led up to there. And it's like, oh no, here comes the next da da da. So, yeah, um, I can relate. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, I love that. Um, Yeah, at 27 for me, I was sitting at a parking lot after I, I completed a shift at apple I was crying my eyes out because i'm like i graduated college uh with a fine arts degree what the fuck why did i do this yeah. like literally like this loser meanwhile my sister's like a nurse uh, you know went to nursing school and as a nurse i'm like she's saving lives and shit and i'm just here like just being me <laughs> being being a child you uh, were a genius called- though you worked at apple right so <laughs> right um but I literally just sat there and I was like, I literally cosplay, work a part-time job and literally sit in front of a TV and cry my eyes out because I don't know what the fuck I want to do when I grow up. And it's funny because my intuition always told me. So here are the two things that my intuition has always been really correct on. Like uh, what I mean by intuition is like life changing moments in life. So when I was 15, I knew that at 30, I was going to be doing something I love. Like there was always something in the back of my head that said, you don't know what it is right now because it doesn't exist yet. Ha, get, yeah, crazy. And, but you know, like you're going to be doing something that you love with film. I'm like the film, but I'm not an actress. And so I'd always have these like conversations with myself on that. So when I was sitting there at 27, I was like, okay, I need to like get my shit together and really start like really um, being confident within myself and stop putting like so much worry on what other people believe or think about me. Cause I was scared of like coming out and telling people I was a psychic medium, like, especially cause I had so many friends that were skeptical, like on Facebook and all this stuff. Like I was very like scared of what people would think of me. And I remember that um, shortly thereafter, I decided to get a different role within Apple. So I was at I was at a, um, I was doing like basically Apple for like Best Buy. And um, then I decided to transition to the stores. And then during that transition, I remember that there was someone who introduced me to a podcast called Lore. And that's because I decided to transition between departments. So here I was like listening to these podcasts. I'm not, I didn't consider myself a podcast person. So I spent about a year listening to these podcasts. I'm like, you know, this sounds so weird. Uh, I 
I'm not charismatic. I don't, I hate my speech mannerisms. Uh, I'm dyslexic. <laughs> so I mess up so much on my like speech mannerisms and reading and all that. It's ugh, annoying. I'm not a writer because I'm dyslexic. So like I was putting myself down all over again. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'm just going to make YouTube. So I started doing YouTube, hated it. And I continue to listen to these podcasts and something kept saying, no, start telling these scary stories. You have so many cool experiences. Why don't you tell that? And I kept saying, no, like people are going to judge me and make fun of me and I'm not ready to be vulnerable. And um, so I started listening from Lore. I started listening to Bedtime Stories. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of that podcast, Mm -hmm. but love the podcast, love their YouTube. And then I started listening to all these, then it just opened up the doors to like Weird Darkness, all these other podcasts. I'm a podcast person. So after you guys reached out to me, I started listening to the episode with Kelsey. So I'm hooked. So you guys are doing great. Thank you. Um, Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I think about in 2018, uh, no, I'm sorry. I think I'm like ahead of myself. So um, yeah, I spent 2018 making YouTube, learning how to edit videos, learning how to revisit that creative side of me again that I kept putting down. And then by 2019, I opened up a TikTok. And then I was like, oh, but I don't know how to make these stories short. And then I found like someone said, uh, oh yeah, like TikTok is literally like video versions of tweets and Tumblr. And, I, mm. and that just like opened up, like just boom opened up like all of these opportunities. I'm like, oh my gosh, you start seeing it like that. Now I can tell scary stories. And so um, I started doing that. I started, cause I thought I wanted to cosplay, but I was like, no, I think I want to tell these stories. I'm ready now to tell these stories. Yeah, and, I, awesome. and I admit when I did TikTok, it was cosplay. And then I did uh, scary stories, but third, again, third person, but they were mm-hmm. my stories. I just didn't want to tell anyone that they were my stories right. until I waited to see how they were being reciprocated. Sounds like something I would do too. <laughs> but it sounds like, I mean, people just welcomed you in with open arms. It's such yeah. a good to hear your journey. Well, so it's funny because I, I grew up with um, Salvadorian folklore. So my grandfather, who used to babysit me when I was like five and six, would tell me all these stories. And I love them. And I would love these. And I think that's probably why I got into podcasts. I just for some reason was slow at it. I was like, oh, I mean, if I love these stories, why didn't I get into the <laughs> podcast stuff? Um, and so when I was on TikTok, I started seeing people tell stories, but they're mostly men. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, like I want to, I want to talk about like my culture and I want to do that representation. Cause I was getting like, Mr. Ballin is great, but like I, he was showing up so much on my FYP lore, you know, bedtime, like they're all men. And they're not, which like, is ironic because we can like never find men to bring on this podcast. <laughs> right? Like, it's, it's, it's so it's weird because, like, for me, it's like I kept running into like men who did these things, but I'm like, but most of the time women are into this stuff. So mm. weird. So I did my TikTok, and then the one that blew up was the one about like me sharing how like someone knocked on my back, uh, my back window. My, my, um, so my window is connected to, well, not connected, but it's facing my backyard. And someone knocked on it and I started telling that scary story and it blew up and yeah, that just started like, uh, basically my journey to like where I'm at, where I'm at now. So, well, before we get you out of here, um, are there any scary stories that you would like to share with our audience? Yeah, I guess the one that I haven't really formally done. Um, and I have done it on my lives, but I haven't done it like anywhere really was, uh, the one time I lived in this house, um, 
in well all my all my ghost stories are really minnesota as a kid i just dismissed it as whatever so right. okay i lived in the north minneapolis i was living with my dad my stepmom and my two sisters and at the time me and my two sisters shared a room together it sucked um but we were all in a we had the master room so it wasn't too bad but the master right. room had two closets and um at the time I, this is like in two just like the year 2000 actually i was 10. so uh, my sister they're 10 years older than me mm-hmm. um and my second like the second oldest her name's erica she worked at a chuck e cheese which is about 35 minutes away from where we lived and um at the time there were no cell phones none of that stuff right we just had a landline phone and it wasn't even upstairs it was downstairs because my dad hated us using the phone so um I, I remember that we, I, we were on the second floor. We had the window open because my dad was also a stickler with air conditioning. Uh, so we had the window open and I was getting ready to go to bed. And I was literally like that religious, like as a kid, because my family was like super religious. So you have to pray before you go to bed, even though I low-key hated it. I hated it Same. so much. <laughs> I hated it. Yeah. I was like, so here I'm like getting on my knees. I'm like, what the fuck do I want to pray about today? And then like... <laughs> and so as as I'm pondering life and I'm just like okay I just don't know Uh, my sister is literally like cleaning her closet because she's a clean freak and so she was organizing like just whispering to herself because she was mad how messy we were and there's a moment of silence and I still don't know what the hell I'm praying about and out of nowhere I hear someone say Stephanie and it sounded just like my sister Erica's voice who wasn't there she was at Chuck E. Cheese working and this is around like nine at night, I would say, because I think like Chuck E. Cheese closed up that. Yeah, I had to be nine at nine o'clock. So I hear her say Stephanie three times. Like she was like, she needed help. Like she was like, Stephanie, like I like she sounded like something bad was happening to her. And I looked at my sister Dahlia and she looked at me and we're like, did you hear that? And by the way, I just found out recently when she went on my live that she heard her voice. We I thought she heard my name. I'm sorry. Sorry. Ooh. Dahlia thought she heard Erica say her name. Oh. And I thought, yeah. So while she heard hmm. Erica say her name, I thought Erica said my name. And Dahlia and Stephanie don't sound anything alike. But we both acknowledged that it was Erica's voice. So we looked at each other like, is that Erica? And so we ran to the window and no one was there. It was like pitch black. So we went downstairs and we checked because she would park in the front because like the garage is for my dad. Uh, reserved for my dad so we we went outside the front of the house her car wasn't there we went to the garage wasn't there we went to the alleyway wasn't there we asked um my stepsister because her bedroom faced the front of the house and she also had the window open Mm -hmm. so while we were on the side of the house she was in front where like you could see where my sister would have parked her car. So right. Evelyn was like, no, I haven't heard. She looked at us all weird, like, no, I haven't heard anything. It's been quiet. Right. Um, and so uh, so then, like, from there, I started panicking. I was like, oh, my God, Dolly, you're playing a prank on me. I'm going to tell my dad on you. Like, you're being a jerk right now. Like, because I was like, I used to be that per- that kid. I was like, I'm going to tell my parents on you. I'm going to be that uh-huh. snitch. I was, too. Um, I was a big nerd and snitch <laughs> growing up, big time. <laughs> So I was like, I'm going to snitch on you. So she's like, no, she got all mad at me. She's like, I swear to God, I'm not playing. And by the way, like Dahlia is not a prankster. She's more a serious older sister. So if she hears this, sorry, Dahlia, but you're not funny like that. But I love you. Um, (laughs) She's not like that, though. So I but again, as a kid, I was like panicking because I was freaking creepy. Um, 
So she's like, okay, fine to like give you a peace of mind and give me a peace of mind because she sounded like she was in despair. We're going to call Chuck E. Cheese. So we call Chuck E. Cheese. Her boss answers and he's like, what do you guys want? Because her boss is also a jerk. I remember him. And he's like, is this an emergency? Because if not, she's like cleaning the bathrooms. And we're like, uh, well, yeah, it's an emergency. Like, I need to talk to her because I still don't believe him. And so... Can I just pause real quick? He was like, the bathrooms are like, like only an emergency can interrupt bathroom cleaning. Like, that is a little ridiculous. I mean, have you been to a Chuck E. Cheese, though? That's probably like ground zero. (laughs) I'm not surprised the manager was a jerk. (laughs) Well, I think as he's just like, I want to get the hell out of here. It's already 9 p.m. I just like, let's go. Uh, So like, okay, so then when we pass the phone and Erica, like she just had, sometimes she can be really snappy when she's, she's trying to get stuff done. So she's like, what the hell do you guys want? (laughs) <laughs> i was like oh um uh, are you okay and she's like she got really mad she's like what what is this about why are you calling me i need to like get off the phone because i need to like clean the bathroom and get home because yeah. this is a 35 minute drive too so she's like not having it she was just i probably she's having a bad day is my guess and uh me and dahlia just looked at each other like our eyes were like big like, what the fuck just happened so we get off the phone and I was like, what the hell is that? And so fast forward to add on to this weird, that is, it, I mean, I used to tell that, that part of the story, but to add on when we went live like a year ago, um, me and Dahlia started talking about that experience. So she, she's had premonitions, like her dreams come true. Like she had a dream of like her best friend's dad dying. He died like a week later. So like, yeah, uh-huh. she's had weird, yeah. So she used to dream of this man and like she described him like, he was an older man, skinny, white. He had like, uh, he t- he was almost balding and like he kind of, um, he had like a flannel shirt of some kind, like blue, I don't know. But she got pretty detailed with it with like what she kept seeing in her dream. Mm-hmm. And she said that she had a dream of the man hanging out um, in the old part of the attic. So basically the house was renovated and the second floor used to be an attic, but they made it into, like they added onto it to make it into a second floor. So like the half of the second floor was, the remaining of the attic so she had a dream so she kept dreaming this man there and he kept saying like he wanted to take me and all this stuff i did not know she had this weird ass dream and then i said to her that's trippy as fuck because everything you just said i dreamt of the same man in the basement where they're building my stepbrother's room and then i used to be so into playing in that attic too like i had like little my teacups and everything and dolly would be like why are you here like, i got even like i don't like this room like you need to leave this room it's dark and it's gross why do you like this room and then she dreamt of that man and then i dreamt of the same man and we just never because it's like i don't know i just never share that dream with her so yeah. it's so weird that like fast forward all these years we left it at that one event but apparently like we were seeing this man the same Whoa. man almost like in that house that's so i don't scary. know Shared dreams are also another one that freak me out. Like yeah. how I cannot. Or when someone dreams, like like what you said your sister has, where she'll dream something and then it comes true. That, like, how do you explain that? It makes no sense. We had someone once say that, I don't know if it was dreams, that she could predict like celebrity deaths and births or something like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that stuff fascinates me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Only me and my husband have had shared dreams too. <laughs> That's also wacko, like cuckoo bananas. Like we both had apocalyptic dream, like where uh, we both saw like these white, t- like, like, you know how they have people describe like these weird humanoid aliens, like they're tall and white and pale. 
Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? They're not like the stereotypical with like the big head. They're just like really weird, tall beans and they're really pale. Kind of like, like Slender Man looking. Yes, yeah. So me and my husband, so I dreamt that the world was ending and there were zombies. And then we made it to the top of his building and there's these like humanoid beings there and they're like starting to kill people who were not worthy. And my husband had a very similar dream, but we didn't watch any scary movie. It was not even like, like yeah. this is before I did TikTok scary stuff or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. So we didn't even watch anything scary. I think we were watching like something funny. Like I don't even remember anymore. But we weren't watching anything like that at the time. So I don't know. From like wedding crashers to apocalyptic dreams. Is that- yeah, it's just, it's so it feels like it feels like you definitely have a connection to the spiritual world, and it like not only is surrounding you, but it permeates other people that are around you too. Well, I met my husband at a psychic development, uh, that psychic development class. That's why my spiritual minister oh, married me. Oh, so it's yeah. like oh, cool. double the uh, yeah. energy in that room. That's that's crazy. Yeah. So we've had a couple, uh, you know, people learning to be mediums and connecting with their um, that part of themselves on this podcast. And we always, just to, just to see, because um, we had one on once and she was like, oh yeah, there's been a ghost behind you this whole time. Like, <laughs> we'd like to ask if, if you like see anything or feel anything. I know it's over Zoom. So it's just an interesting part that we, we try to gauge from um, our guests that come on. Oh, like to do any, if I see anything, oh gosh. Uh, no, I, I'm more of like, I like to feel out like people's energy when they're with me. I've that tried means, to yeah. do like photos. I've done pretty decent photos, but it's a hit or miss. I've noticed I'm way better with like people with me. I know it's always been fascinating to me this past like pandemic year or two, how they can read us over zoom. Let's say that just adds you know, to our list of skeptic stuff. Like, yeah, I was, I was going to say, if, if you continue to listen to the episodes of the podcast, you'll hear that episode that Kat's referring to, uh, where we had a guest say that they saw a old lady ghost between Kat and JJ. And then we started to have fans write in an email in that you could hear a whispery lady talk right as she said that. And so we went back and we heard something, but we thought maybe, you know, it's over Zoom. Um, you get feedback on mics or yes. supposedly, although it rarely happens. Um, so we just kind of wrote it off and we were like, oh, that's a fun thing for our audience, you know, whatever. And then we had JJ's brother on who, if you think JJ is a skeptic, his brother <laughs> is like the skeptic. And he was like, this is bullshit. This ghost sound, yada, yada, yada. And then people started writing in as soon as he started talking shit about the ghost, it happened again. And sure enough, it was very, like, it wasn't the exact same cadence but it was the same voice or very similar and then we had another we had a fan on and she was talking about how crazy it was and whatnot and then cat and jj heard the sound in their room like i could see them in their zoom box stop and look at each other and i was like what what are they doing and then they said like we heard it out loud i didn't hear it but when i went back in editing clear as day there it was so we have a super cut um i think it's in our best of 2020 episode when we're talking to Jojo Wright uh, and we play it for him. But yeah, if you keep listening, you'll hear it. It's, it's definitely one of the weirder things, uh, phenomenons we've had on the podcast that, and some of the psychic medium stuff where we've just been like, man, this is kind of hard to explain. We don't really know what's happening here. Especially JJ, who's like a 10 out of 10 believer. Yeah, that, that (laughs) (laughs) no, not a a 10 out of a 10. I am, I did go from like a zero to a five though. Not not just from that night, but we have fans that write in and they're like, they're like, Noah, 
just admit that you believe in ghosts now. And I'm like, <laughs> I am a skeptic. And I just put it in quotations and send it back. To- <laughs> well, I don't want this to end because I don't know. It, I just feel yeah, like she so- has to go. She can't spend all night with us. Want to end it. <laughs> it's so easy to talk to you about this stuff. So I hope you'll like come back on one day or help us host an episode or something like that. That'd be so cool. I yeah. want to talk to you again someday. Um, I definitely have stories how I used to be uh, a medium over the phone uh, and how I basically knew that my husband was my husband when the day one that I met him and how I worded him out three years of, of him rejecting me. And I just, I, I was, yeah, it, I mean, as, as I summarize it, it's not like cuckoo bananas, but it's a really interesting story. I haven't shared with anyone yet because again, as I'm like, I'm slowly easing into sharing this life of me. Yeah. Um, I become more comfortable with TikTok and doing stuff on BuzzFeed and other platforms, but yeah. So if you ever want to pick my brain on that, happy to dive further. Oh, into for that sure. Stuff. Yeah, we definitely well, want to. Yeah, bring you back. That, that would be. And awesome. Thank you for sharing what you've shared so far today. Yeah, um, I, so. I this might be a shot in the dark, but um, kind of your mentor, uh, Percy, was that her name? Yes. Do you think she'd ever want to chat, or is that maybe something like? I think my mentor Charles would be more open. Percy, she she has cancer. She unfortunately, like she's on her last end. Mm. She's probably going to be gone, unfortunately, really soon. Um, I've been, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's fine. I've, she, I saw her, so we're good. I think I had a piece with it. I wasn't even like a month ago, but um, so she unfortunately, like, yeah, she's uh, she's amazing. So it's it's sad that what's happening with her, but Charles. He was also on a pilot, on a TV show pilot with F. Like he showed me episodes, and I he has an interesting journey, like and how he started his psychic development and his he's like, you know, his spiritual ministry, and he's retiring I think this month, and he does seances. I've been part of his seances. I think Dude. he would love to do something like this. So. We've been trying to. How where does he live? Charles. Charles is who we've been looking for. Yeah, where does Charles live? <laughs> Uh, he lives in Denver, uh, but he does do some traveling from time to time. Uh, but yeah, he's the one that was like cheering me on when I did the pilot. So I'm like, Charles, I don't know if I can do this. We've been promising (laughs) our fans a live seance on the podcast. And now we have a mutual friend whose home is haunted and she has offered her house to be the home of the seance. We were going to do it in Savannah, but, um, when COVID kicked back up again, we decided yeah. that that probably wouldn't be the best, but well, yeah, we would love to bring you back, maybe bring you back with Charles, like whatever we can do to keep you in our, our little haunting world. I know our fans <laughs> are going to enjoy hearing from you and I'm sure they will reach out to you as well. So before we get you out of here, can you please plug everywhere our fans can find and get your awesome content? Yeah, you can find me on TikTok, Stephanie underscore strange, uh, Instagram and YouTube. So with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. I'm Kat. And I'm Stephanie Strange. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.